Well, good evening, everyone. It's great to be with you on Monday night, day eight of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. We are so glad that you've joined with us, and I thank you for tuning in. And for those of you that came to be with us here in the sanctuary, thank you for coming tonight and just uh, giving uh, the Lord this opportunity to touch and to speak to your life. Tonight we're going to be uh, focusing in on loving God, and I want to uh, ask you, if you will, if you draw your attention to the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 27 is going to be our focal point this evening. You have probably read this story uh, many times in the past, and I just want to take a few moments this evening and just kind of expound a little bit on what uh, I feel like the Lord would have us to know as we begin to pray. Also, if you uh, don't have one and you still are in need of one, we have our 21 Days of Prayer guide. You're welcome to get one of these. We have them here at the sanctuary, so on Sunday morning or or any time during the week, if you want to come by, you're welcome to pick them up. We'd love to uh, give you one of those. And then uh, follow with that, our children also have a a prayer guide for their 21 days of prayer. It's an activity book that they can use um, to sit down. So mom and dad sit down with them, go through it, and uh, utilize it as an opportunity for you to be able to pray with your children. It's just a great great opportunity. I had... uh, Uh, Some of the kids uh, have been coming to church, and I've been seeing them carrying them with them when they come, so it's kind of neat to see that happening, so I'm so thankful that uh, our parents are using that as a guide for them as they pray with their families. Luke chapter 10, verse 27, says this, so he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself loving god there's a young pastor in his first church and he was struggling and having a hard time and he got discouraged because uh he was his church just wasn't growing and one saturday this young pastor uh, was in a restaurant preparing to eat his breakfast uh, with a seasoned experienced pastor and, and as they were together the young pastor with tears in his eyes looked at the elder minister and said, I just can't seem to get folks in church committed to anything. I just am having a hard time. The elder minister told the young pastor that he needed to get them involved, not just committed. And the young pastor said, well, what do you mean? I don't really understand. What do you mean get them involved? He said, "Uh, uh, I didn't really realize there was a difference. And the, uh, about that time, the waitress brought their breakfast to the table, and he sat down two, she sat down two platters, uh, hash browns, ham and eggs, and laid them down there. And the elder minister looked at the young pastor and asked him what he saw, and the young pastor uh, named everything that was on the platter. And the elder minister said, uh, you see those eggs? He said, where did they come from? The young pastors answered, well, they came from chickens. And then uh, uh, then he asked the young pastor, he says, well, where did the ham come from? And he answered, from a hog. And the elder said, you see, son, the chicken was committed, but the hog was involved. And uh, the moral of the story is, of course, you know, the chicken only gave what he wanted to give, but the hog had to give everything. Involvement requires something of us. 
requires giving us uh, everything. As Christians today in a postmodern world, it's, it's very easy for us to get bogged down in the trials and temptations that are going on in our modern culture. Uh, to, to many uh, you know, of us loving God and loving one another uh, is often just a bullet point in one of our weekly agenda things that we have to get done. For many, the relationship with God becomes more about a relationship of convenience. Uh, through Christ, uh, we can all have an intimate, personal, deeply rewarding relationship with our Creator. The right relationship with God is far more rewarding than anything that the world itself can offer. And as with any relationship, when we become complacent and you know, we don't really involve ourselves deeply in it, we can develop very unhealthy patterns in our relationship. And when we do that, our relationship begins to suffer. And it's the same with God. See, if we don't develop strong, healthy patterns, then our relationship with God suffers. True love is not just feelings. True love is about going all in. It's about being completely committed to the thing that we're, we're in love with. As human beings, our feelings are deceiving, to say the least. Our feelings are always in flux. They're, they, they change with the wind. One minute we feel a certain way about certain things, and the next minute we feel another way about them. You know, we can get up and say, well, I, and we use the word love, uh, you know, in, in, in just so many ways. We, 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 uh, we love uh, we love our new car, uh, we love the new carpet, we love the new paint. Love is just thrown around and it doesn't really have the, the meaning that it should have uh, because truth is when that car gets a little older we don't love it as much as we did when we first got it. Or you, especially if you got to make payments on the thing. Uh, get about five or six payments and do it. It gets kind of hard to, to love that car anymore. Um, to be committed, to remain strong, to stay firm in what we love. It's more than just a moment. It takes more than that. It, 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 it's, it's something that goes deeper. And I, and, and I think that there's times when we have to stop and pause. And I think that during this 21 days, of prayer is, is, is one of those times where we just have to pause and say, you know what? I really need to look at my love for God. Do I love God? I mean, do I really love Him? I want us to, I want us to consider what that means, to love God. And from the text, you know, we notice that there's this, this idea of you've got to love God, and he, and he names these, you know, Four things with all your heart, mind, soul, and you know, strength. Uh, let's consider that for a moment, this, this idea of loving God. This is the priority and, and should be the primary attitude of our hearts. That God is not just someone that we worship and serve on Sunday. God is not just someone we talk to on, you know, during uh, a set time of, of, of the year, like we have this 21 days of prayer in January. But 
He is someone that we should know, someone we should have a relationship with. He has, uh, he, he desires to share with us, and he desires to share with us intimately. And I think it's interesting that when you look at uh, the book of Luke and, and the way that this is written, there's a description here of, of four parts, the heart, the soul, strength, and the mind. These are the elements of a person. We're, we're, he's describing the whole person. How do I love God? I'm to love God with my emotion. I'm to love God with my consciousness. I'm to love God with my drive. I'm to love God uh, with my intelligence, my cognitive attitudes, and my abilities. These are seen that we love God as a whole person, not just part of us. You know, some people know God and have a love for God because they know about God. But when you look at this text, what we're seeing is, is that we have to love God. So how do we love God? Well, one, we love God with all of our heart. This is the passionate part of our life. The heart speaks of our emotions, our feelings. There are times uh, when, you know, you've got to laugh at the way God does things. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's been times when I've, I've looked at situations and I can't help but just get tickled at how God does what he does. Uh, it's, it's, there's an emotion there. It's, you know, uh, I know a lot of people, you know, they, they a lot of times view me as I'm the all serious guy. I don't, I don't laugh about a lot of things, but I, but there's times when I just get amused at how God does the things he does. There are times when you weep before God. There are times when, uh, you know, you just go before him and, and there is this, this sorrow that gets a hold of your heart. And you know, I'm glad God understands my sorrows. I'm glad that he understands the things that, that I go through. And there are times when, you know, I, I, I don't know how to express it in words, but my tears. One songwriter said, uh, I remember years ago, wrote a song, Tears Are a Language That Only God Understands. I'm glad that God understands my tears, that he knows my weeping, that he knows the things that I go through. And then there are times when God uh, understands the shouts, when I can, you know, uh, I get excited about God and, and rejoice with God and rejoice in the things of God. And, and, and all of this deals with my emotion. We need to be uh, careful, you know, uh, that our relationship with God <clears throat> never turns into simply a, a routine or it just becomes old hat to us. It needs to be something that's new every day and it's passionate and 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 god is a god of passion and and he put passion in our hearts and and feelings and emotions and we we can't deny that they're there uh one of the things that's so important to us is to realize that god placed emotion in us but what we have to be careful of is not to let our, our emotions run away with us where our emotions dictate everything about us. But yet, emotion is important. You know, if we love God with all of our heart, it, it speaks of this exclusiveness. You know, I have an, a, affections that belong exclusively to my wife. I share them with no one else. And 
the same as loving God. Loving God with all my heart means that I have, there's an exclusiveness that I have with God. There's a spiritual loyalty that I have with God. I, I love him and no other. If I love him, then I, wouldn't, I won't let other things get in the way of my love for him. I won't allow something else to take precedent over God. I want God above everything else. I love him. And, and I, I, I don't want to ever be guilty of allowing my love to wane where it becomes complacent. It reminds me of Revelations 2 where God uh, talks to the church at Ephesus and he says, these things I say to you who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works. I know your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear uh, those who are evil. And you test those who say that they are apostles when they're not. He says, I found them liars. He said, and you have uh, preserved and have patience and have labored for my name's sake. And uh, you have not become weary. He said, I know all of that about you. I see how hard you work, how hard you do these things. But he said, nevertheless, he said, I have this against you, that you left your first love. Think about that. Here was this, this church, they had everything going for it. Man, they were, they were working for the Lord. They were building the kingdom. They labored. They were patient. They, they, they refused to allow uh, liars and, and you know, these who say they were something that they weren't. They were, they were able to stand up against it. They preserved. They were patient. They labored for the sake of God. All of this was being done. All this was happening, and yet God said to them, I have this one thing against you that you've left your first love. Here is this busy, thriving, evangelistic church doing everything that they can, and yet they don't love God the way they did in the beginning. He said, you stopped loving me the way you used to love me. Man, I tell you what, when I read that, that just, that, that convicts my heart. And it causes me to pause and ask myself, God, am I doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons? Am I doing all these things, God, and not really loving you the way that you want me? You remember, maybe you do, maybe you remember when you first loved God, when you first fell in love with God. When he came along and he changed your life. And everything was new. And everything was exciting. Every moment was, was, was like, uh, just, you couldn't wait. It was new discovery, new things about him that you didn't know. And you got into his word and you, the word just became alive. You, you couldn't wait to spend time in prayer with him. And, you know, Then weeks turns into months and months turns into years. You keep doing it, you're still doing it. It's not that you're not doing it. You know, you still go to church, you still read the Bible, you still spend time in prayer. 
but do you have the same heart? Is it still there? You know, I, I often think about, you know, the relationship we have with our spouses, and, you know, and I've been married, you know, over, for, over 40 years now, and, uh, you know, I, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, you know, I never, truth of the matter, I never saw myself to be married for 40 years. It just, I just, it never even dawned on me that I would get to live that long. And, you know, that we, my wife and I, I've spent more time with my wife than any person in my life. And I find that, that if I'm not careful, routines can get set. And I begin to take for granted the things that we have and the things that we do and the person that I'm married to. And there's a danger there to just fall into this trap of saying, I love you, and just saying it as words. Doing things just because that's what you do. The loss, it, 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 you got to be so careful not to lose, to leave that passionate level of love. This is what God is talking about. He said, I know you're out there doing all these things and you're, 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 you're just going at it, but you stopped loving me the way you used to love me. And then you know the truth of the matter is, our spouses can tell it. You know, you can always tell, like, it's not, it's not what it was. And that's a warning sign. And God is warning us, and he's saying to us, I want you to love me. I want you to keep loving me. I want you to love me with all of your heart. I don't want you to let stuff get in the way. I don't want you to let the, the, the things, the cares, the weight of life to get so to become so uh, uh, weighty on your life that you don't love me the way you loved me when you first loved me. See, loving God with all of our heart means that I let nothing get in the way of loving God. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let cares, I'm not going to let life, I'm not going to let the enemy, I'm going to love God with everything in me. And then you know, I'm going to love him with all my heart. And then he said, I'm going to love God with all my soul. This is to love him personally. The soul speaks of our identity. The soul is what gives us personality. It's the, you know, the mind, will, the emotion. It's the, it's the, the, the part of us that uh, our temperaments, our likes, our dislikes, our fears, our anxieties, are expressions of the soul. The soul speaks of this, this idea of intimacy. We communicate on different levels. I, you know, I don't bear my soul with total strangers. I do that with those closest to me. God wants us to love him with all of our soul on the deepest level of intimacy where we don't hold back anything. You know, the truth is, wouldn't do you no good to hold back from God. Anyway, he already knows. You can't hide from God. The soul loves, you know, in such a way that it's, it's like with all of my affection, with everything in me, there's, there's this 
part of us. People, some people say, well, I'm not an emotional person. I say, well, you know, let, let's just test that and let me take a hammer and, and smack your toe with it one time. Let's see how emotional you become. Of course we're emotional. Of course we have emotions. And when we're truly in love, when we have that, that true love, that sincere love, it's not just words that we speak with our mouth. It's seen in the deeds. It's seen in our truth. It's seen in everything about us. It, it, it moves us into a deeper level than just saying we love. There's this idea that he expresses where he says, with all of our strength, heart, soul, strength. This is this love that is demonstrated in the way we do what we do. Um, have you ever asked your kids to do something and they do it, but you know they didn't want to do it? You know, take the trash out, right? And they'll go take the trash out, but they'll just do it. You know, you'll, you'll wrap, they'll grab the bag and they'll rustle it around and they'll yank on it and they'll slam the the cabinet, and they'll, they'll do all, all of those. And you know, you can tell right off the, they don't want to do it. They just do it because they're told to do it. Well, there's a lot of times we do things even when we don't want to do them. But we do them because it's out of necessity or it's because we have to. Or To love God with all of our strength is when we yield, when we yield our entire self and we do it with an expression of gratitude and thanks. The greatest example of, of, of God's love is when God so loved. You know, think about it this way. God loved you so much that he was willing to send his only begotten son to die on Calvary. He didn't look down at mankind and say, they're not worth it. They're never going to serve me anyways. They're never going to care. They're never going to want to do this. Why would I want to give them that when they're never even going to do it? When they're going to just shake their fist at me and curse me. And, and yet, knowing all of that about mankind, God so loved us that he gave his only son that jesus would look out at humanity and he would see me and he would see you and he would see us even though that we weren't loving him yet he would give everything to us he said i'm not willing that anyone would perish that all would come to repentance God so loved. Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to lay down his life. See, they didn't take his life. He laid his life down. See, that's what he did. That's, that's with all my strength. It, it's, it's the idea here of one in, in, in a combat, in battle, willing to give up his own life for the sake of those within his platoon, 
willing to fall on a grenade that falls in a foxhole to save and spare the rest. You say, how does a person do that? I, I was watching, I watched a, a documentary on Medal of Honor winners, those who won the Medals of Honor. And one of the things that I noticed about all of these men at, that, that received this medal, the highest honor that you can, can be bestowed upon a human being in the United States is the Medal of Honor. And these ones who were able to tell the stories, one of the things that they that they, they had in common was that they were just ordinary people. They weren't extraordinary. They weren't, they weren't people of renown. They didn't, you know, they didn't come from uh, great you know, families or anything like that. They were just simple, ordinary people who did extraordinary things. In the face of, uh, of, of insurmountable odds, Somehow, without even thought to their own self, to their own life, they didn't even care. It just, they just did what they did. Some of them ran right out into the middle of the heat of the battle and did extraordinary things. This is the idea of what he's saying when you love God with all of your strength. You don't even think about it. You just do it. You just do it. And then he says to love God with all of your mind. This is the intellectual part. You know, this is, this is something that, you know, we have to deal with a lot of times because, you know, um, if we're not careful, you know, we'll allow our, our emotions can, can outweigh us sometimes. And sometimes, you know, emotions will run and, and, and we'll do things strictly off of emotion our minds help kind of keep us in that balance. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, one of the things that, that uh, they said uh, with these Medal of Honor winners was they didn't think about it. <laughs> because if you thought about it, you wouldn't do it. If you thought about it, it just wouldn't happen. And yet at the same time, there is this, this idea that, that truth... Is important. Emotions have to be balanced with truth. We can't just let emotions run crazy because if they did, we'd do all kinds of crazy things. Uh, we would never even think about it. Feelings and faith have to be governed by the facts of the Word of God. So we have the Word. So the Word, he said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Romans, Paul said that we have to allow the Word of God to transform our minds, our thinking, so that we're guided by the Word of God. And that becomes the important part of what we do. To love with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our mind, means that we have to bring things into a right connection with what God's Word says. Can we be deceived? Yes. Does the enemy try to deceive God's people? Yes. So we have the Word, 
that combats against the deceptive things of the enemy. Can my heart deceive me? Unfortunately, yes. Can my emotions deceive me? Yes. Is it possible that I could be all in to something that is absolutely not what God wants in my life? Yes, and that's why the scriptures become so important to us. The authority of God's word, where we devote ourselves to loving God with all of our heart, doesn't mean that we do it with, to, ne- to the neglect of other things. It means that we have to take the word of God and use the word of God as the balance of all that goes on in our, in our lives. By doing so, when we love God with all of our heart, what happens then is that we can love others as God loves us. And that's the second part of this, the priority of loving other people. See, this is where where we as the body of Christ become Christ to the rest of the world. This is what happens. When you love God with everything in you, then it's seen by how you treat those around you. And you love, and this is what the the moral of it is, is that this is what Jesus was trying to get at when he was using the story of the Good Samaritan in this text. Taking two groups of people that literally hate each other, and God is trying to show them that the only way that you can be what God's called you to be is to love God first, and out of your love for God, then you're going to love those around you. Loving God becomes so vital to us because if we don't love God right, then we're not going to love people. We're not going to care about people. We're not going to do what God... And the thing is, is that what we'll do is we'll end up hunkering down in our own little worlds and we'll stay in our own little world and we'll never bother to touch the lives of other people. And yet, that is not how God loved us. As I said, God loved us in such a way that he was willing to give everything he had. Reminds me of a true story. I don't know if you've ever read the book The Grapes of Wrath by John Griffith. He lived in Oklahoma in the 1930s during the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl. He he lived there and everything went dry and and there there was no farms that could produce anything and he lost everything. And so The story is, he tells the story how that he moves to Vicksburg, Mississippi. And eventually he found a job that paid a meager earning. His job was basically to lift the bridge up uh, that the the big ships uh, that could go under, they could pass through as they head out to sea through the Mississippi River. He takes his five-year-old son with him and as the story is told in the book he went to work one day and they were eating their lunch a, a kind of a picnic lunch on the grassy hill and he heard from the distance he heard the sound of the three o'clock whistle on the train that was coming well he had plenty of time and so he said to his five-year-old son stay right here son stay here i'll be right back i've got to go let the bridge down so he goes And by the time he gets up, the train is closer. And he's still got time, so he goes in there and he starts to pull the lever. And when he starts to pull the lever, he looks down and he sees that his five-year-old son has left the hill. Now, in a dangerous spot, 
on that bridge, right where that bridge will come down. And he's too far out to reach him in time. Either his son is going to die or the passengers on the train will die. John writes and he says that he just closed his eyes and he ends up pulling the lever. And as he pulls the lever, the bridge comes down and his son dies. And it was just in time for the train to cross safely. I don't know what I would have done on that day. But I know this. I know what God did for us. God loved us so much that he was willing to give his son. Will you love God? Will you give God your love? Will you give him everything that's in you? Will you love God so much that you're willing to give your life to him and to say, God, I belong to you? Will you love others the way God's loved you? If you will, I believe God can do some great things through your life. Love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. If you have your prayer guide, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to do something with me. And I'm going to ask you to open up to page 57. And as we pray tonight, our focus of our prayer is, of course, on loving God, but out of our love for God, out of our love for God, praying for those who need God. God desires everyone to know Him. And that's what He says in His Word. How many times do we read in, in Scripture, like the, the text where He leaves 90 and 9, right? Goes after the one who doesn't know Him. So here's, here's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to ask you, if you will, first of all, I want you to thank God that He loved us enough to go after us. Father, I thank you tonight that even when I was unlovable, you loved me. I didn't deserve that. And yet you loved me. You loved me and you called me and you drew me to you through the Holy Spirit. God, because of that reason, I am today where I am. I know, Lord, that your love is real. How you love us, oh God. I know, God, that it cost you a great price, God, to love me the way you do. Your son gave himself that we might live, that we might be freed from our sin, that we might be freed from the darkness. And God, because of that reason, Lord, you draw people to you. 
And so tonight, God, just as you drew me to you, God, I'm asking you, God, oh, that we, Lord, would seek you in such a way and love people in such a way that, God, that it would cause them to be drawn to you. We know, God, that unless you draw them, Lord, they will not know you. And so, God, because of your love, because you care, because you are concerned, because you so desperately want those, oh God, not to perish. God, that you love us. So send tonight, I pray, your Holy Spirit. Send the Holy Spirit, God, out to them. Maybe you know them by name. You can call them out by name. Lord, our loved ones, people that we love. I have, I have brothers, Lord, that need you. I have family members that need you, God. I have friends, Lord, that need you. And I know, God, that you love them, and I know, God, that you care about them, and I know, God, that you want them. Father, I pray that, God, that the Holy Spirit will just convict their hearts and draw them and constrain them to you. I ask you, Heavenly Father, God, that you will, God, put into them a desire, Lord, for more of you. Help them to recognize, God, that they need everything that they're doing in life, God. All the time they spend doing all the things they're doing, Lord. God, they're always searching, always looking, always hoping for something better. God, when the truth is the thing that's better, Lord, is right before them, the thing that's better is you. How you love them, God. Oh, Lord, that we too ought to love them. And God, that we should always look for an opportunity, always look for a time, God, that we can speak a word. God, help us to see, Lord, the doors of opportunity that would open, God, to those who are in need tonight. Father, I know, God, even for our own children, Lord, God, how you love them. God, how we love them. And yet, God, you love them even more and how you long for them, God. And so, God, I pray. Let us never, God, give up on them. Let us never give up on those, O oh Lord, but you, Holy Spirit, can draw them. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would bind the spirit of their minds and help them, God, to see. Lord, as the word says in 2 Corinthians 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel and displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Father, I pray that the blinders would come off of them. I pray, God, that you would take, Lord, and open their eyes to see. God, that the enemy, Lord, has blinded them, God, to the truth of your word. But God, we pray, God, that you can open their eyes, that the light of your glory will be seen. God, that they can know you as Savior and Lord. God, that you can open them. God, shine the light, God, in the midst of their dark places. God, I pray, pray that you will reveal to them, God, Lord, that the things that they've done, God, the way they have, God, lived their lives, oh Lord, is not the desire that you have for them, but God, that you have, God, given a hope and a future, and God, that you desire, Lord, for them to come to you. So God, we pray, remove the hindrances out of the way. God, I pray, Lord, let them be dissatisfied with the life that they're living right now. God, let them come to a place, Lord, where they're no longer satisfied with the way they are. And God, that they have a longing in their heart for more. And God, that that desire, Lord, will not be more of this world, but that the desire would be more of you, God. 
that they would look and see. And God, that as your word says, that they could taste and see that the Lord is good. Father, I pray, draw them. God, I pray that you would speak to them. God, remove the distractions, God. God, I pray that you would disarm the enemy, God, who God brings arguments, Lord, against them by the word that, God, you've spoken. Many of them, Lord God, I know, God, many in my family, Lord, grew up knowing your word. They grew up in Sunday school. They'd heard the gospel. They know the truth. And Father, I pray, God, that that truth, God, would be, Lord, would just shine through the dark place right now. God, it would begin to reveal to them, God, the hope, God, that they can have in you. Lord, they don't have to find it. Lord, they're looking, God, in every other place. God, they look to drugs. They look to alcohol. They look to things, God, to numb them. They put all their time and energy, God, in trying to make money, trying to do things, when all of that, God, doesn't satisfy them. And Father, I pray today that you'll open their eyes to see, God, that you, Lord, are able. Open their eyes, Lord, that they could see Jesus, the one who died for them, the one who loves them, the one, oh, Lord, that says he stands at the door and knocks. If anyone would open the door, oh, that they would open the door, God. Oh, that they would open the door. God, let us, O oh Lord, as your people, love them enough, love them enough, God, to live it in front of them, God, not to live a compromising life, not to live, God, a, a, a two-faced, but God, to love and to live, God, our love for you. Father, I pray, God, that they will, God, come to know you as Lord. God, I know that people think, God, that Christianity is just another religion, but it's not. It's not. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And God, I know, Lord God, that you have a way, God, of opening up their understanding. And God, people, God, are feeling frustrated right now. People are feeling angry. People, God, are, are feeling betrayed. God, inside and outside the church. God, there are people, Lord, right now, God, they've encountered, God, legalism. They've encountered hypocrisy, Lord, on many levels. But Father, I pray right now, God, that you, Lord, would help us as your people, Lord, to live a life, God, that pleases you first, and God, to be an example, God, of believers. God, by doing so, Lord, God, will disarm the enemy. Lord God, we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. We don't know everything there is to know about everything, but we know one who is able God, I don't always understand why things have to happen the way they do, but I know the one who knows all things, and God, you're able. I know, God, you can draw men. I know, Lord, that your spirit, God, can rest upon them and change them, and God, you can speak life to them. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, that you'll help us, God, to be compassionate toward people, to be loving, Lord, even when they are unlovable. God, I pray, Lord, even when they speak words, God, that hurt, God, let us, oh, Lord, be willing, God, to be silent, God, and speak truth in love. Let us, God, to be willing to be uncompromising, God, in our position with you so that, God, that they can see, Lord, that there is hope and, God, that you are the truth and the way and the life. 
God, I pray today, Lord, that you will help us, God, to see. Speak to their hearts, O oh Lord. Draw those, O oh God. We know them, God. They're in our families, God. They're all around us. They're people we work with. God, I know that there are people out there. God, they're atheistic, God, in their thinking. They're agnostic in their thinking. There are even, God, some who are atheist Christian. Lord God, who they love you, but God, they're not living for you. And God, they need to know, God, that you care about them too. And you're calling them, God, to awaken out of their sleep. And God, to draw them in, God, again, God, so that they will not live a compromised life. God, help us, God, to be a people, Lord, that are upright, holy, and righteous before you. That we clothe our lives, God, in the righteousness of Christ. God, that we live our lives in such a way, Lord, that it reflects who you are and what you are all about. Forgive us, oh God, for speaking out of turn. Forgive us, God, for living our lives the way we want to live them. And God, instead of really living, God, the way you want. Father, I pray, draw us into those places today. God, so that we, God, can be a people, Lord, that are hard after you. And God, that by doing so, Lord God, we can draw people to you. God, I pray right now, Lord, that there are people, Lord God, right now, Lord, that needs you. They need salvation, God. They need change. God, there are those right now, I think about God, some right now are at the edge, God, of wanting to give up. But God, I pray, God, help us, God, to cross their path so that, God, that they can see, Lord, that there's still a reason. God, there's a reason to live and there's a reason to go forward. God, you have given them hope, God, and you can change, God, their circumstances. Father, I pray for believers right now, oh Lord, that would cross their paths. I pray, God, that believers would be strong in you. God, that they would be influential. God, that they would, Lord, allow God, the Holy Spirit, to influence their lives in such a way that they'll speak words of life, God, to those who are in need. God, I pray right now that you send laborers, God, in the harvest fields right now. Let us not, God, be complacent. Lord God, and sit inside the sanctuary and never bother to see the harvest that's out there. But let us, God, look onto the fields that are white and ready for harvest. And God, I pray, God, that believers would rise up, that spiritual farmers, Lord, will go forth and they would reap, God, and they would God, go out there, Lord, in the world, and we would gather in, God, all those, O oh Lord, that you've called. I believe right now, God, this is the greatest harvest time of, of, the, of the world right now. I believe, God, right now. And we can't close our eyes to it, God. We, your church, Lord, we cannot be complacent. We cannot sit within our sanctuary. How can we? When we know, Lord, the world out there, God, is going by way of chaos. There's so much unrest in the hearts of people. Lord, we're the church. We've called to be a light in the midst of the darkness, God. We've been called to go into the harvest, Lord. We've been called, God. So I pray, God, that you, Lord, would release your people. And God, that as you release them, they will go boldly, God. And they will go under the unction of the Holy Spirit to make an impact. God, to be compassionate, to give kind words, to love God the way you love. Oh, God, if we say we love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, how can we, God, turn 
our eyes, God, away from the harvest? How could we? Oh, God, if we love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we cannot help, God, but see those out there who are without, and we must go. We are compelled to go. We are drawn to go by the Holy Spirit. We go, God, because we know, Lord, that we could never do this. We can't do this alone, but you sent your Spirit, God, to empower us to do what we could never do in ourselves. We love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Then, God, we will do whatever it takes, God. We will do it, God. We will, God, we will do it, God, even for the sake of our own selves. We would rather give up our own lives, God, for the sake of another. God, we would rather give, God, ourselves away, Lord God, so that you can use us. God, if we're going to do it, God, then God, let us be willing, Lord, not to withhold anything. But, God, just to release, God, our hearts toward you so that you can use us. So often, God, we're controlled by fear. We're controlled by things, God, that are not, God, are not from you. So, God, I pray today, Lord God, that if, God, fear stands in the way, then let faith arise and overcome it. Father, I'm asking you today, God, to show us so that, God, as we go forward, how, God, you desire, God, let us as your people, God, begin to see as you see. Release your spirit, God, revelation on your people. Give them eyes, O oh God, to see clearly. Give them eyes, O oh God, to see, Lord, the world as you see the world. And then, God, let us go and allow you, God, to use us. God, to speak through our speaking, to touch through our touching, to love through our loving, to care through our caring. God, that we withhold nothing, God. We have no idea, Lord, how many times, God, we have missed encounters but God, I pray, Lord, let us, God, from this day forward, let us be mindful, Lord, of the encounters that are before us. Let us see, Lord, as you see. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking you, God, to help us. Oh, Lord, that we, God, would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that, God, we can go forward and, God, to know, Lord, how to speak, God, in this time. God, as your word says, to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Lord God, let us listen, God, with an attentive ear on those, O oh Lord, who are without. Let us, God, begin to see them, Lord, and to give words, Lord, that will give life. Sometimes, God, it's just as simple as saying, have a nice day. Hi, how are you doing today? So often, God, in our busyness, God, we go through, Lord, and we're so consumed with what we've got to get done in the day that we miss, God, opportunities. And yet, God, they're before us all the time. So, Father, I pray today, help us, Lord, if we love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then, God, let us love those around us. Let us love our neighbors, God. Lord, God, when we begin to pray for our neighbors, Lord, it's amazing how many doors of opportunity open to us. When we pray for our neighbors, God, it's amazing how many times we have to serve and to celebrate, God, the goodness that you have given to us. Lord God, so many times we see it, so many opportunities are before us, so I pray today, God, let us, God, begin to see this. I pray, God, for the people that are around me, God. I pray for our church, oh God, and for, Lord, your people that you've called us, God, to minister to, and I pray, God, that you will build them up. 
I pray, God, that the Spirit, God, would just ignite something in them. Let it be a fire, God, that shut up within their bones like Jeremiah said. I cannot help but speak of it. You've been way too good to us, God. And Lord God, I'm not going to allow the things, God, that the enemy is doing to rob me of the things that you're doing in my life. And I refuse, God, to keep quiet about all the good things of God. And I'm not going to allow the enemy, God, to rob me of my praise or rob me of the things, God, that you're saying and doing, God, so that the world can see that you, Lord, are still God of gods, King of kings, and Lord of lords. Father, today, we look to you, God, for you're the author and you are the finisher. You, Lord, have the final word. You have the final say, Lord. You have the final say over my life. You have the final say over my family. You have the final say over my church. You have the final say, God, over our nation. You have the final say over everything, God. Lord God, we will not be moved, for we are like trees planted by the rivers of water. Lord God, our leaves do not wither, and whatever we do, Lord, will prosper according to your word. God, we will not sit at the seat of the scornful. We will not, God, we will not take a place, God, at the ungodly, but rather, God, we will sit, Lord, before you. And God, when we receive, Lord, the nourishment we need, we will go forth, God, in the strength and the power of your word to finish, God, what we've been called to do. And Father, I thank you for men and women, young people and children, Lord God, that are not ashamed of the gospel. For they know that it is the power of God unto salvation, and they know, God, that you are well able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Father, right now, we just come to you, Lord, in behalf of those who are in need tonight. There are those that are in need, and we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray, give praise to the Lord tonight. Mary Fox let us know that her sister is doing very well. She's doing well. We praise God for that. Sister Pat Grissom is doing better. We praise God for that. Amen. We give God praise. He's answered prayer. Father, thank you for answered prayer. And because you answer prayer, God, we can stand in the gap for these tonight, Father. God, we stand in the gap for Greg's mom Lord, we're believing, God, you move, Lord, right now. Father, we stand in the gap for Louis Scott. God, we continue to stand in the gap, God, for Sister Shante's mom, Lord. She's been home at the hospital, but God, she's doing better. We stand in the gap, God, for her. God, because we know, Lord, that you're going to finish what you start. God, we pray for Tony right now. God, lift him up. God, we pray, God, comfort the Delbury family through their loss, the Sanchez family through their loss, the Lindsay family, God, the Buck family, God. We pray, God, that you will just comfort these families, God. Lord, there are opportunities, God, for you to shine through all of this, and God, we believe that. God, we pray, Lord, for little Xavier right now. Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, to heal him. Lord, I'm asking you, God, just to touch this little guy. I pray, God, that you will move, Lord. I pray, God, for mom and dad, that you, God, give them a peace that passes all understanding. And, God, that you will just lead them and guide them through this process. And, God, that on the other side of this, God, victory, Lord, will be theirs. 
in the name of Jesus. God, you sent your word to heal us. God, I pray right now, move, Lord, upon him. God, I pray, Lord, that you just will continue to touch Patty. Lord, I pray, God, that you'll move upon her life. I know, God, that you know exactly what to do for her, and I pray, God, that you will just have your way. Lord, I pray, God, for, for uh, uh, Judy, Lord, right now, Sherry's aunt, I pray, God, move. I pray, God, let your healing touch, God, move upon her life. For God, I pray for Tammy, Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, God, that you will just move, Lord, through the need, God, and her brother, God, I pray, Lord, so much has gone on in his life. The greatest thing, God, that can happen, God, that you speak to him, God, and God, that he will, God, turn everything to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. God, I pray, Lord, for Eva's friend, God, that you touch Tammy and Jeff. God, I pray that you'll move upon Jamal, Lord. I pray, God, for global hope. I pray, God, for our missionaries. God, I, I pray, God, for the Rossins. I pray, God, that you, God, will touch the Anascats. Lord, they go through, there's financial burdens, God, that are upon them, Lord. Lord, they're not able to do the ministries, God, that they've been called to do because of all that's gone on. But, God, I pray that you will meet the need, God, of their families right now. And, God, minister to them. Lift them up, God, and strengthen them. I pray for Virginia, God, all oh, that you would just touch her, Lord. Move upon her. I pray for David Rosario, God, right now in Jesus' name. God, touch Sister Carol Martin, God, in the hospital. Oh, Sister Walk, Lord, I pray, God, that you would move. God, help their family, God, as they minister to her. Lord, she's not able to get around the way she would like to, God, but I believe, Lord, that you're able. God, I want to thank you, Lord. God, that you move. God, I pray, Lord, for Jason, God, right now. God, I just ask you, Lord, move upon his life. God, I pray for Shepherd, God, who's had a stroke. I pray, God, that you will just, God, move upon his life, God, and touch him. God, I believe your healing, God, can raise him up. I believe, Lord, right now, God, for Matt Hendershot's family, God, for his aunt and uncle, Lord, Lynn and David, I pray, God, for JP, Lord, and their family. I pray, God, for Veronica, God, whose friend, God, uh, going through loss right now. God, for Sister Ruby, Lord, I pray, God, move. I pray, God, for Reba right now and their family. God, I just ask you, Lord. I think about our families and our church, and I think about, God, how that you're moving. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving upon our family, God. I thank you, God, that you're drawing them in. I believe, God, that what you said, Lord, when you said you draw them from the north, south, east, and west. God, I believe that. I believe, God, that we're going to see the greatest harvest that we've ever seen, Lord, in this time. God, I'm believing that. I'm standing on that promise because, God, your word, God, is true. If we love you, God, with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then, God, it's not going to stop us from going outside into the highways, into the byways, God, into the gutters, God, in the back alleys. Lord, God, your word, God of life, will go forth, and God, harvest will come. In the name of Jesus, I pray it, and I believe it, God, right now. I pray, God, for our pastors and our leaders, God, in our church, I ask you, God, to strengthen them every day. I pray, God, that you'll build them up and encourage them. I pray, God, that you will move, Lord, upon our pastors in our state, God, and God, our leaders, God, I pray, God, that you'll move, God, upon Dr. Gosnell and his family, God, I pray that you'll give them courage and strength, Lord, and healing every day. 
I pray, God, that you'll touch Dr. Hill, Lord, and our, our, our executives, God, over the church of God. I pray, God, that you will just strengthen them, God, as they navigate through the things that we have to deal with, God, on a daily basis. Father, you know the burden of their heart, God. They carry, God, this nation, God. They carry, Lord, the church around the world. Father, I pray that you'll just be with them and strengthen them, we pray. Oh, that you would lift them up, God, and encourage their hearts, Lord. God, give them words to speak in the midnight hours, Lord. God, all the night hours, God, that they're on watch, I pray, God, that you will just be with them and encourage them in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you, God, for your word tonight and how you encourage our hearts. God, we give you the praise. Would you just praise him wherever you are? If you're watching us, just right where you're at, just give God praise. Would you just thank him? Just thank him how wonderful he is, how marvelous he is. Oh, we are encouraged tonight, God. Thank you, God, that we, can, we love you with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, God. We're thankful, Lord, for the sacrifice and God, we give our all to you, Lord. We won't hold back, God. I just thank you. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, I want to thank you again for this opportunity we've had to be able to share with you tonight. Thank you, those of you that are here in the sanctuary. Thank you so much for being with us, joining in this time of prayer and just seeking the Lord together. Those of you who've been watching us, thank you. You want to know more about Jubilee Worship Center? Just check out jubileeworshipcenter.com. Find out all the information you want to know about. And it's exciting, you know. We start. We have a. We now have podcasting, so you can get us when you're in your car. Uh, you can just uh, podcast uh, and, and 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 get encouragement that way. You can get encouragement through our live streams, uh, all the different social media sites that we have. Uh, we just look forward to hearing from you. God bless you. Have a great night. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock, as we share together in prayer. Have a great night. We love you.